0: Kind of felt like if I was in North Dakota if I did something really awesome no one would really know and if I did something really stupid no one would know either so um, so that's where I went
1: the Davis beat is a podcast from your friends at the Davis Journal newspaper we speak with shakers makers and even belly acres as we search for that elusive elixir called Davis County it's time for the Davis beat Ready. Here we go. Hello, welcome to Davis Beat. I'm Tom Harrelson, the editor of the Davis Journal and glad to welcome you to our very first podcast with this new publication. Our guest today is Brian Scott. He's the publisher, the owner, the creator, the mastermind behind the Davis Journal, along with a number of other newspapers that we'll talk about. Brian, welcome to the
0: podcast. Perfect. Thanks for having me. This is awesome.
1: Tell me about you. Tell me how you got into this, and and a little bit about your background. Oh boy,
0: like just in publication as a whole, or or no, let's what? talk sp- about the Davis Journal to start. About the with. Davis Journal, yeah. sp- specifically. Um, yeah, so so originally came here to Utah about seven years ago. Started working with uh, the Valley Journals, now the City Journals down in in the Salt Lake Valley, um, and then. I don't, maybe a chicken or an egg thing here. I don't know what one came first, but I moved to Davis County, live here in Bountiful, have for the last four or five years. And about that same time, I started talking to the publisher of the, of the Davis Clipper about possibly purchasing the Davis Clipper as he was getting ready to, to move on, um, from that. And, um, you know the opportunity came uh, last year in December. They made the decision to, to stop the Davis Clipper, and and as you know, that was enough for me to just say, "Okay, here's our time, right? Like if we're going to do it, let's do it now." And um, within a couple weeks, we were up and running. Now I know your history. You you actually got a newspaper in newspapering, I think originally in Montana, didn't you? Yeah, kind of, right. Um, uh, um, Maury Povich and, and his family bought a newspaper up in the area that I, or they started a newspaper, they didn't buy it. They started a newspaper up in the Kalispell Whitefish area. And I became very interested in that paper. Um, and then I actually went over to Williston, North Dakota, when there was an oil boom over there. And that's where I I published my first newspaper was over there. Was it weekly? It was a weekly. It uh, it came out every Thursday. Um, it was really it, it, it's a unique. It was a unique paper. I'm sure I'll talk about it some other time with with, with people. But um, it was it was very much a trial. Like I never meant for it to be successful and, and arguably it probably wasn't successful by very many measures. But, um, but yeah, I just, I wanted to learn the business and, um, and there's just not a lot of opportunity out there to try to learn this business. Right. So I, I just went over there and, and did my thing, my way. And, um, and I kind of felt like if I was in North Dakota, if I did something really awesome, no one would really know. And if I did something really stupid, no one would know either. So, um, so that's where I went. So, took the train from Kalispell to to Williston a couple times a week. Twelve a hour train ride over there, and um, and we I launched a paper over there. Wow! Did you did you actually live in Williston, or were you still? Um, Gallus- there was a Gallus- time Gallus- period where I actually stayed there, and that's if anybody ever studies newspapers, they're probably going to study that newspaper just for like the the craziness of the model that we had. Um, we had very um, very little news in it. It was mostly all press releases. It was just garbage, really, um, but. It was it was a free paper that people could pick up and and most of the people weren't from that area. They were there for the oil boom. So they would just wanted content, any content, and and we could provide that to them. And then there was also four or five pages of jobs. And that's dynamically a lot of people picked it up just for that.
1: Right. I'm sure that's changed a lot in North Dakota along
0: with almost everywhere else in terms of classified advertising for jobs. You know, I feel like I just really like took advantage of that whole situation because I came in, I did my thing and I left. Um, I haven't been back to Williston since Um, for the last year that I published the publication up there. I I never went there. Um, everything was done remote and through the mail, and and um, we printed here in Salt Lake. We trucked it to, uh, to Williston to the post office, and then it went out in the post office. and And we had an employee up there that grabbed a couple bundles and put it on the racks, and that was that's how we did it. Wow!
1: What did you learn in Williston about newspapering that helped you when you decided to come to Salt Lake? Oh boy.
0: Um, a lot of it was just the process, right? Um, you know, the design, the um, what it took to to put a story together. Um, I, you know, advertising sales, right? Like the, I remember, I twelve hour drive over there, or twelve hour ride over there on the train. I got off, and um, I had a little binder that had some rate cards and and some sample advertising in it. And that's how I learned advertising. Right? Is I got off the train that day, and anybody who's been to Williston, North Dakota, the train is right on Main Street. It's right on the end of Main Street, and um, I got off and and started walking up the street. And uh, I can tell you the the building, the business um, that was my first advertiser, where I came out of that day with a signed contract. Um. And it's a long ways away from the train station. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, it was, it took me all day. I got somebody. It was a fifty dollar a week ad that they wow. were going to run. Um, I think they ran for a couple of weeks and then refused to pay. Um, but uh, you know, you just learned the. This is what people expect. This is the lingo. This is you. You learn all that, right? Like just kind of baptism by fire. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you didn't start out with the idea, I guess, career-wise, thinking you were going to be a newspaper
1: publisher, did you?
0: No, no, I don't. Um, th- th- there's probably a lot of long story there, but um, I thought a financial planner um, was was there for a long time, and then I went into the hotel business. I was in the hotel business for five, six years. Wow. Um, and unfortunately for me. Um, Two thousand seven maybe turns into the the definition of the worst time to buy a hotel (laughs) in the United States um, or a house. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like it's and and I bought I bought both that year a house and uh, and a hotel and uh, neither ended up very very good for me. So. But, um, no, I would have, and, and quite honestly, we talk about this all the time. Um, you know, me and, and my friends and especially kids from high school that I went to school with, I, if you would have went back 20 years and caught me as a senior in high school and said, uh, you're going to publish newspapers someday, I would have just laughed at you. Like there was no way. Um, uh, there's a few things now that I look back and I'm like, oh, that could have been a telltale right like that could have been at least a sign of interest right but um, but no this this was not and, and even today and, and I'm sure your listeners that will listen you know my my speech is not the best speech my grammar is not the best grammar um, I'm not the best speller um, punctuation is a, a thing that I hardly ever do um, let alone try to do it right. Um, when in doubt, I throw a comma in there and just, just hope and pray that that's right. Um, it never is, but, um, yeah, it's the skill sets there, um, that I would have thought that I would have needed to, to be there, but I love business, any kind of business. And one of the things that I love most, well, I love two things. I love business and I really love community, right? To to me, like the best days are you know, those memories of, of July 4th, right. Where you're downtown, the whole town's alive. People have come back into town. Right. And it's all about community for that day. Um, to me, if I could have that 365 days a year, I would. Um, and then the thing that I love second most is business, any business, doesn't matter. Um, and I get both of those with the community newspaper. Sure. right? I get, I obviously the community part, but then the other big part of what we do is, is help local businesses, um, with their advertising, marketing, or just we run stories and stuff on Sure, Like we just try to, to get that publicity out for
1: them. Yeah. I know, as you and I have talked, of course, obviously, people who are listening to this may have read my things, know that I was an editor of The Clipper. And so we kind of moved the editorial team over here when we started the journals. But what interested you in in doing a weekly newspaper? Did you feel there was a niche that needed to remain filled
0: here in Davis County? Oh, um, yeah. Obviously, I knew something was going to be missing. Um, with the with the ceasing of the clipper. Um, you know, the paper had been around 129 years. There was obviously gonna be a void here, there. So I think that, I think a big part of me, especially my town being one of those communities, right? Uh, Bountiful. Um, I just couldn't imagine anything good coming from a, a community our size not having a newspaper. Um, And then there's obviously some business aspect of it that I've seen an opportunity and stuff there. And then I would say the last part of that decision making was just the adventure aspect of it, right? That that it's no surprise to any of your readers that newspapers in the United States have have seen better days. And um, I feel like we've been pretty successful with the monthly publications down in Salt Lake Valley. Or Salt Lake County, and um, I'm looking forward to trying to duplicate or to to see some resemblance of that success up here with a weekly. So well, yeah, I know I'm you've excited.
1: got now you've got some grandiose plans for the monthlies. We're going to talk about that when we come back on the other side. Uh, some things that uh, readers in Davis County will not expect to get, but will be getting in their mailboxes pretty quickly. We'll come back with Brian Scott, publisher of the Davis Journal, right after this. Welcome back to Davis Beat. I'm Tom Haroldson, the editor of the Davis Journal, along with Brian Scott, the publisher of the Davis Journal. Let's talk about this newspaper, a weekly paper, yeah. and compare it with what you're doing in Salt Lake and what you eventually want to do up here in Davis County.
0: Boy, you couldn't have two products be, be more similar but yet totally different um, so, for those that don't know, and, and let's be, you know, Tom, because you're in the industry, right? But many of our readers up here in Davis County have no clue about the city journals in, in, in the Salt Lake Valley. And we have nearly 250,000 homes we go to down in, in Salt Lake. Um, they're monthly papers, they're physical papers, they get mailed out to the post office every month. Um, and each one of those newspapers, we have 15 of them down there, each one of them is focused in on one city. So, so we have the Harriman journal, we have the Sandy journal, the Draper journal, West Valley and so on. And, um, they are, um, they're just really focused in on that community, right? So a lot of the advertising is, is from that community almost all of the content is exclusively from that that community and uh, has great readership, has, has uh, been around for 30 years now down there. And, um, and it's, it's amazing um, to see. We just had an audit done that shows that we have nearly 80% um, uh, readership and deliverability down there. Um, but outside of, outside of those communities um, most people don't know us. So, so we'll bring some of that up here in, in the new model that we have up here. But, um, but yet we want to hold on to some of what the Clipper has done up here for the last 129 years. So, so ultimately, we'll end up with two products up here. Um, one that kind of we'll maybe call that for ease of, of discussion and, and seeing them differently will be the City Journals. And then we'll have the Davis Journal. And, and the Davis Journal is probably what most people are familiar with at this point. We're sending out uh, 10,000 of them a week. And, uh, right now we're just sending those out to, to, to free homes or f- to homes for free. So through the post office, so that people can start to learn about it and they can subscribe. And you have, and you've ran out some subscribers up. Yeah. Yeah. We are, um, we're approaching right around that 700 mark, um, right now that, that has, that have subscribed. We hope that that can get to 20,000, um, and that is a lofty goal, right? We talked. I, I preluded to. I, I talked about it a second ago the fact that um, subscription models across the United States are breaking down, and newspapers are, are having some failure. Um, I believe we can be different. I I, I truly I truly do. We've we've been going out 10 weeks now i believe 11 yes. weeks yeah. something like that um and we're already at 700 i think that and and i think in, in all honesty i think the first 700 is probably going to be the easiest 700 we get but um but i'm a, i'm a firm believer we can get up 15 20 25,000 subscribers especially once the residents and the community starts to understand what we're trying to do here and um, and they start to to see that. So, so newspapers typically throughout the United States make revenue two ways. One, they have a subscription base, and two, they sell advertising. And I'm really excited about the Davis Journal because when I when I got in here, the subscription model just seemed daunting to me. It just you have to manage it. You have you have to help people get subscriptions. That that takes a, a a person, one of our employees, to have manage that. There's just a, dealing with the post office and labeling, and there's just a, a ton of work to do with that. But what I realized was actually a, a sweet old lady called me, and I assume she was old, but uh, she called me. She was sweet for sure. Um, <laughs> but she called me and she said, she said, she got her subscription, and she goes, "I wish I would. I wish I owned a business." and i said you wish you owned a business and i said as a business owner i wouldn't wish that upon anybody mm-hmm. and she said well if i owned a business i could help you by buying advertising mm-hmm. and like it dawned on me that we have become fairly accustomed to print publications being dominant be dominated by advertising and and i i sat there on the phone with her and I said, "Well, your subscription does a lot for us and and if you can tell 10 of your friends, that would be far better than you owning a a business." And and I made a comment to her and I stand by it to this day. I said, "If we can get enough people to subscribe, we could have almost very little advertising in the in the newspaper." And and as as the blind leading the blind here probably we started talking through it, and um, and this lady probably, I probably went too much in depth with this lady. She probably didn't care. She just wanted to get her subscription and move on. But um, but I kept her on the phone and we talked talk through it. And and basically, I was talking myself through it. Um, but yeah, the valid uh, the, the numbers pan out. If we can get fifteen thousand subscribers um, to this, we can expand our, our newsroom um, quite a bit and and we could be fairly non-reliant on advertising and and that would be the dream now whether or not we can make that happen time will tell sure. but i believe that we can so so you're gonna ultimately i'll digress a little bit i got a little bit off on a the tangent there but but you're gonna see two products from us you're gonna see a subscription based weekly product and then you're going to see a monthly free product. Both products will come in the mail, um, but they'll have a little bit different focus. Um, the weekly product uh, will be cover Davis County as a, as a whole with with an emphasis, just as the Clipper did, on the south end of the county. Um, But we hope to expand that and and try to cover more Layton and and some of those communities up on the northern end of the county. And then with our monthlies, they will be fairly city specific. So um, North Salt Lake and Woods Cross will go together and those will be very specific to those. that, That one newspaper will be very specific to that uh, community or those two communities.
1: So you're going to have four of these monthly papers. We'll have four monthly papers. And you mentioned North Salt Lake and Woods Cross. What are the yeah. other three going to be?
0: Um, so Bountiful and West Bountiful, um, Centerville and Farmington, and then Kaysville and Fruit Heights. Okay.
1: So communities oh. that are our neighbors bordering yep. Yep. each other and that type of thing. And your timetable, those will start going out and into homes. What What date?
0: So our intention is March that uh we'll have a march edition out for for those um i think that we're coming along well and i think that we'll we'll hit that deadline and um there'll be some learning curve there'll be some some stuff we have to do there but i think each i think our readers each month will see that those get a little bit better and a little bit thicker and and um and dialed in and um yeah, those will be exciting. So and
1: I think the nice thing about newspapering, uh, whether it's a weekly or a monthly, and I say this as a journalist, a print journalist, is that you really can expound on a story. Unlike something you might see uh, on the internet or on social media, that's very short and, and sure. concise. Uh, with the with the monthlies in particular, a lot of feature oriented type stories, things that are not necessarily timely, sure, but are still very important. Yeah. And that's where you're willing to get the, the width and, and breadth, I think, of, of the people in those communities. So it's um, they're really good partners to work together, the yeah. weekly and the monthly.
0: Well, in our focus in, in both the Davis Journal as well as the um, monthlies, the, the city journals, if I may, our focus is to really bring content that you can't find everywhere else. One of the frustrating things that, that I find in the news industry as a whole is that if I partake my news here, I partake my news here or here, or, or I do a combination of all of them, whether that's app or online or TV or whatnot, a lot of it is the same exact news. Um, and, and that's where really, like I'm gonna push our editorial team, you and, and your team, Right, to make sure we're coming at it from at least a local level. So we may talk about some national things. We may talk about some state things, but we're gonna come and break it down on what it means to somebody in Davis County. Right. Um, you know, we take a, a situation like in the southern part of the state where you have uh, a federal um fight, if you might have it, over beer's ear, right? Um it's hard to come back and say that Davis County, but but is there an angle coming in from that that's Davis County oriented sure. or not? Um, so you may have heard that story three or four times, but um, there and then and then I think you were alluding to also to like the timeliness and the the amount of content that you can put that when there's when there's a, a house sliding off of the hillside um in Davis County, you know, TV crews might give it a f- 30 seconds, like 45 seconds a minute. Um and they might come back to it three or four, or five, six times. But um but we can we can sit down and we can we can cover it more and and talk to the developers and talk to um the uh city officials and the engineers and and really kind of delve down and, and get more information. Um, for for our readers, yeah, I think that's the
1: biggest advantage, the biggest benefit from a community paper is to do exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah. well, that's great. Well, this podcast I think is going to be an exciting element of what uh, what we do with the Davis Journal and with yeah, the city so. journals, and uh, hopefully we'll have to have you back. Sure. Hopefully you'll have me back. I guess sure. I should say. But yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for for kind of introducing yourself to the community here. And uh, we, as I say, we hope to develop these on a regular basis, and we'll always have our schedule in our weekly paper. So you'll, you'll have an access to who's, who's coming on and what we're going to talk about. Um, you can follow us online, www.davisjournal.com. I'm not sure www is used anymore, but davisjournal.com is our website. We have copies of the issues that we've run in the past. And of course, we'll continue to, to update that. And uh, stories about how you can access these podcasts will be in our papers as well. Anything else you want to add, Brian, uh, kind of as a uh,
0: welcoming salute to the the readers. No, I'm just uh, really excited to be up here. It's it's fun. To, uh, you know, we can we now consider Bountiful our home. Um, it has been for for the last four or five years, and um, we're really looking forward to to having this venture and 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 bringing this this product and this new source to the county. And we're excited
1: to be part of it. We really are. So thanks for joining us uh, again. Follow us on our website, davisjournal.com. And remember, you can't beat the Davis Journal for local news. For Davis Beat, I'm Tom Harrelson. Have a great day.